Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe's Luxurious Corner Booth. I'm Deacon Jeff, and you know what? I'm sad today. I look to my left, and there's nobody sitting there. My uh, sidekick, wingman Tom Dorian, is not able to join us today, and uh, he apologizes for that. Now, he's not been fired, and he doesn't get paid, so it doesn't really, you know, he can't be fired from this, but he will be back. He will join us again. Uh, so uh, those uh, Tom Dorian fans out there, just uh, hold tight. He'll be back at some point. But... In replacing Tom, I found a great, we'll call her a sit-in instead of a stand-in because uh, she's taking Tom's place today. And it's my wife. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> How are you doing, Beth? I'm doing great today. It's great to be at the Catholic Cafe. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here. And, you know, I have to say that the Catholic Cafe's luxurious corner booth has not looked more beautiful than it does today. I'm glad you said that. See, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> everything out on the table now. Let everyone know how much I love my wife. Uh, and we talk about you all the time on the show, by the way. And uh, I know you know that because you listen to them I all. listen to the show Here's all the, the question. Time. Are you going to listen to this one? Yes, I'm going to listen to this one. Well, while you're saying it, right? But you're not going to go back and listen to it because you're going to say, I already know what she says. That's true. All I right. do. Anyway, so you know, we, th- we thought we'd do a, a topic today. A lot of people ask questions. When they find out that we have nine kids. Beautiful kids. They're nine be- I'm supposed to put the word beautiful in there. That's right. I'm, I'm sorry. So we have nine beautiful kids. And people ask the questions just start rolling at that point. You know, how many gallons of milk do you drink a week? Questions like that. All these things start rolling forward, and we have to answer all these questions. So I thought we'd do just a little show, just like little nuggets of wisdom, if we can offer such, about Catholic parenting and, and our experiences about Sounds Catholic. like a great idea. I like right. that idea. So I'll tell you what. First, we should tell people about ourselves. Okay. Right? And I know I've mentioned on the show many times that I have nine kids. And guess what? Isn't it amazing? You have nine kids I as well. also have nine kids. <laughs> what? Isn't that wonderful? It's an amazing coincidence. Yes. And so they range, uh, the, the youngest is seven. And our oldest is 23. 23. So, and we have a beautiful gift of a grandchild, too, yes. who's a little our over one. Our daughter's been married for two years and has a one-year-old baby. Isn't that beautiful? So we have a house full of kids. It's and a, so much fun. And we are also Catholic. We are so Catholic. So that would make us Catholic parents. Yes. Right. And so we want to talk about that. Now, we also homeschool. We do homeschool. Now, a lot of people um, wonder if that affects Catholic parenting in any in any way. And, you know, I, I think it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. Some people homeschool their kids. Some people send their kids to Catholic schools. Some people have Catholic, wonderful Catholic kids who went to public school systems. Right. Right, so exactly. Just, so the important thing is that you're a Catholic parent. Whatever the situation that your kid's in, right. you want to be a Catholic parent. Because we can't all have homeschooling. We can't all have uh, you know, public school. We can't all have uh, you know, the, the parochial schools. And so we have to choose what's best for our children right. in that situation. And, and I, I enjoy the fact that, that you homeschool and we do uh, homeschool our kids. And that's a lot of fun. There's a lot of things that we can do. Uh, but at the same time, the things that we're going to talk about aren't going to be things that are specific to homeschooling, right? right. Only home. now, some things may be easier to do with homeschooling, but but we're not really. This is not a, school, uh, a show about homeschooling. No. So, if we were to, to best, if we were going to sit there and say, what is like the most important thing as a Catholic parent? 
what is the most important thing that we do for our kids or, or framework around we, we put everything? What environment do we create for our kids? What, what, would that, what would that be? A Catholic environment. Yeah, exactly right. So we're, we're, we, she has good answers, and she doesn't have yes. any paper in front of her. This is what's so amazing about her is that she's got all the stuff it's in her head. I just have you. That's right. Well, thank you so much. You're so sweet. We're going to be very sugary sweet to each other this whole time. <laughs> and then when we get off the air, we're going to start saying mean things, but not now. Uh, she's beautiful. So, yeah, being Catholic parents. The most important thing is we've, we frame everything in that context. Our, our faith is extremely Im- important to us. And, you know, because I've had lots of uh, discussions with people about, well, how do you get your kids to do this? How do you get your, your kids to do that? You were, we were talking ab- about the fact that we have one, one kid, a three-year-old, was, was what were they, they were drawing. Crucifixes all the time. Right. He never just drew crosses. He would always have a cross with a little stick figure body on it. And I remember my sister asking me, how do I get my three-year-old to draw a crucifix? And my older sister replied, it's what he's surrounded around, surrounded by. Yeah. He's surrounded by crucifixes. He doesn't see a plain cross. He sees a crucifix. Right. And so as a, if you, the first step to Catholic parenting, I think, is to, to be Catholic. Yes, absolutely. Right? I don't, I'm not being tongue-in-cheek. I'm just saying, you know, to, ex, to express your faith, to, to live a Catholic faith, faith, to make sure that your home is filled with, we have one or two little statues yes. or holy cards or medals or rosaries. I mean, there's rosaries Madonna all over pictures. the house. Right, yes. we, we we must have three thousand rosaries. Maybe not three thousand, but a thousand. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. We got medals and and then also and the kids also see the yeah the statues and we got Mary is looking at us in every room and yes. we got crucifixes on pretty much every wall because also when you're a, like when you're a deacon you get ordained or whatever to be to be a deacon and and uh, people give you gifts or when you, the first communions and and just all the important times in any Catholic if someone likes to give you a crucifix, a crucifix or some kind of Catholic well you know what we have all those things they're on the walls they're on the tables they're on the sitting on the piano and the and the kids see that and the kids see that and that becomes their normal instead of movie posters or baseball pictures or whatever it's just what you put in front of the kids that's what they see now this is an important point we should make though we should never say um oh but you shouldn't have any movie posters you shouldn't have any baseball we have those too that's exactly right we have those also it's all integrated yes but if you want your kids to know a lot about sports you know you live a sports filled life and you watch sports on television and you, right. you read book about statistics and you talk to your kids, you engage them, maybe you, you go out into the yard and you play ball with them or whatever. Well, the same thing with if you want your kids to grow up and be Catholic. You expose them to Catholic things. All right. So in, in, in the mix, and there needs to be the emphasis and let people understand that there are priorities that you've set in your life. And our priority for us is raising our kids Catholic to be Catholic. And that's an important thing. And you know what? I think we should stop for a second and just talk about the fact that the Catholic Church recognizes this and, and actually helps us understand that the the number one provider, teacher of faith is the parents. Is the parents. It's not the a lot of people think, well, it must be the Pope. If you ask that question, who is supposed to teach your child the faith? Who is the right. number one? People say, oh, well, it's uh, it's the Pope or, uh, or well, the it's parish the, priest, right? Or the bishop or, you know, and they'll say, well, certainly it's the deacon. If you have a deacon in your family, he's in charge. Of well, it is the if faith. the deacon is the father. That's exactly right. <laughs> but but I guess the point is a lot of people think, you know, the, the, the government or the school or the parish right. or PRE or something, they're going to teach my kids the faith. And this happens all the time. And a lot of times we rely on those other people to teach our children the faith. And then we wonder... Why well, they don't know it. Yeah, why 15, 20 years later they grow up and they start going, you know, Mom, Dad, I don't think I want to go to confession anymore. And I don't really believe this thing 
uh, you teach about this uh, little Eucharist thing. I'm not really sure I right. believe all these kinds of things. And, and I, I think maybe I'm going to stop going to church for a while. I'm just going to kind of search my soul and find this sort of spiritual existence, you know, with some kind of great being somewhere. And you think, well, how did they get there? Right. And a lot of times it's because we rely on others to do the job that the church says is, is primarily ours. Now, that doesn't mean the church doesn't educate or teach because the right. church does. And, and in her authority, she, she you know, promulgates all of the, the, those, those teachings, the apostolic teachings, uh, the traditions that, that, that she protects. Right. And the parents need to know those things so they can teach them to the kids. And that's the other correctly. thing is you can't suddenly teach your kids all that stuff. You and can't give what you don't have. That's right. But then at the same time, you don't want to exclude the, the pope and the bishops. You, right. And you have to recognize their teaching authority. Right. But when it comes to teaching your kids how to be Catholic, that, that responsibility rests on you first and foremost. Right. Right. And, and then the bishop and the popes and all those guys, they're there to support. They're there to protect. And they're there right. to serve. But you are there as a parent. I'm pointing at you because it's not me. It is you too. You <laughs> point at me point, with one point, That's right. We're pointing at each other. So we have this, this tremendous responsibility having a family. You have kids. And, and obviously that is it changes everything. It does. It changes everything. But you know what? It's also as not only is it just a responsibility, a lot of people look at the negatives and go, well, I, I'm waiting until such and such a time as to, before I have kids. And, right. Right. Because they see the responsibility. But it's also a blessing. Oh, it's a beautiful blessing. It's a beautiful blessing. And you know what? I remember having this conversation with you. Right and after you, Megan was born. That's exactly right. So our, our daughter was born. And I remember going, well, why, why did, did I we wait? wait? Why did you wait? I think most people, I wish most people would recognize that and know that it changes your whole perspective of the world right. to have a baby, to have a child that cares for you. Yeah. And just unconditionally loves you and looks to you. And then you sort of like, well, you're like, wow, this is a great responsibility. But you see that instant connection. Right. Uh, that's just, it's so beautiful uh, uh, to, to have a family. And so it's a, it, we need to keep that framework of the blessing. Right. Instead of the the curse, the right. cross to bear. Our kids are never a cross to bear. Have never been. And and the, and if we have that perspective, you know, it's almost like that uh, the self fulfilling prophecy, right? If you sit right. there and talk about your kids being a a cross to bear and always complaining about what a stress they put on your relationship the and laundry. Always, yeah, well, you start because <laughs> it can be right. I you know, okay, we have nine kids, and so and I know you 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 get mad at me when I joke about you know that being your hobby because you're always doing it. I don't <laughs> like the laundry, <laughs> and no one should. But at the same time, you recognize that that's a part of having a family, right? And so you don't blame the kids for that and get mad at them and, and make them think, I wish I was never born because right. I'm having m- mom having to wash all my socks, you know, or worse than that, find all those. Uh, single socks that are that all over the match. place. They don't match, right? So anyway, it's a blessing, and it that's blessing. and keeping that mindset is is huge. But I think another important thing to do is also like it's kind of like in a business, right? Right. In a, in a family, we're we're in a business, and what are we in the business of doing? We're in the business of raising saints. I remember that little poster you had used to hang, yes. hanging up in, in the thing. We're in the business of of, of we're making saints here. We're we're like a factory. We're making saints, right? And so it's good for us as a business. Right. To have a goal. Right. And it, it, it's our goal. And again, we talk about we're doing everything in the framework of being Catholic. But we talk about the fact that we've got this goal of getting every single one of our kids in heaven. heaven. Yeah. And so if we see that as the goal, that also just it satisfies so many different 
decisions we have to make. Exactly. It makes them easier. Them. It makes it easy. It's not even a decision anymore. Well, you know, should we should we do this or should we do that? Should we go to this movie or should we stay home and pray the rosary? Should we play this game or should we not? You know, what should we right. do? Should we let this kid uh, spend the night? You know, you can look at pretty much every decision that, that is impactful to your child's life. Right. Which school to go to, um, what to wear. You can look at every decision and you can start to relate them. If you see that goal of making a saint, right. right, of getting to heaven, you can actually look at every decision and say, well, does this uh, T-shirt, does it something they should wear to mass? Right. Right. What does it say on there? Oh, that's probably not appropriate. You know, that's not going to help them get to heaven. No. Right. And also teaching them that that's our goal, that our goal for them is to get them to heaven then the decisions you make, even if they don't necessarily agree with them or want them to happen, they understand why yes, you are made you, it. Are you saying we're supposed to be talking to our kids? All the time. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you know, it's not too late. I can start. Uh, yes, that's now. right. No, no, no. You're exactly right. Letting them know that constantly is an important thing. Again, if they grow up in that Catholic culture. Right. Then they kind of can sort of see that. That that's what we're doing. But we still have to talk to them. We still have to tell them. Well, because they're kids. That is. Exactly right. So what we're going to do is uh, we, we've talked. we got the goal now. Right. We want to go to heaven. heaven. Right. Get the kids and to heaven. And we're Catholic, so we're going to do it in a Catholic framework. Um, and, and we're blessed to have a family. So now the next thing to do is to raise a good Catholic child. That's right. So how do we do that? So what we're going to do when we come back after this break, we are going to talk about some of the little ideas that we have, some of the things that we do, and how we encounter so many different things of the culture and how we weave them into our Catholic parenting life. So if you're interested in that, you'll want to come back right after this. I'm Bester Zemski, and this is another great moment in church history. St. John the Baptist is one of the greatest figures in human history. The precursor to Christ, he literally prepared the way for the Lord, saying, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. As Christ's birth was foretold by an angel, so was John's. One day, when John's father, Zechariah, was fulfilling his priestly duties in the temple, the angel Gabriel appeared to him and announced that his wife Elizabeth would soon be with child. The angel said, Fear not, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. The angel Gabriel prophesied that John would go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, that he may turn the hearts of the fathers unto the children, and the incredulous to the wisdom of the just, to prepare unto the Lord a perfect people. John was destined to prepare the people of Judea for the coming of the Messiah. John was born in a small town south of Jerusalem. He lived in the desert as a hermit until around 27 AD. At the age of 30, he began to preach on the banks of the Jordan River and called the throngs who came to see him to seek repentance and to prepare the way of the Lord. Even though many people thought that he was the Messiah, he continued to point to Jesus Christ as the true Messiah. One day, Christ came to John and sought baptism from him. But John said, It is I who need baptism from you. 
But as it is portrayed in so many beautiful works of art and in the mysteries of the rosary, John did baptize Christ. As his cousin Jesus returned to his ministry in Galilee, John continued to preach in the Jordan Valley. During this time, King Herod became fearful of John's popularity with the people and had him arrested. Like many prophets of the Old Testament, John was destined to suffer for proclaiming the truth. John was ultimately beheaded. St. John baptized thousands of people with water in the Jordan River as Christ preached and healed, preparing the world for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. St. John the Baptist's feast day is celebrated by the Universal Church on June 24th. The feast for his beheading is August 29th. I'm Vestra Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Bess. Hi. And we're talking about our beautiful, our nine beautiful children. So everything is beautiful. Uh, you know, we just heard uh, you. We just heard you do uh, a little bit about Saint John, John the yeah, Baptist. John the Baptist. And this is an interesting. It brings up an interesting point about Catholic parenting. You think, well, wait a second. How does this have anything to do with Catholic parenting? But you know, what do you think about like knowing these great figures of the past and the great stories? You know, we hear about Noah's Ark and John the Baptist, and well, John the Baptist is a lot of fun, and Noah's a lot of fun because there's children's stories in the Bible or stories in the Bible that you can present as children's stories. So it's so important, I think, to teach the kids at the age level that they are. And John the Baptist always brings up a vacation Bible school song that we learned about John the Baptist eating bugs for lunch. And our little kids loved that song. And they still they still they sing still it. They still know it. it. And, what, and yes. what's so funny is our 23-year-old knows that song or and at least knows the it. bugs for lunch. And don't they go like yuck or, <laughs> or Bugs something? for lunch? Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, exactly. So they know <laughs> that. But see, the, the, the interesting thing about that is even though you're presenting them something on a child's level, it's, it's got still truth. learning. Right? right? It's an element of truth there. They always retain. And this actually causes them, again, when you're in that Catholic culture, you're right. in, the, in the Catholic home, and they're looking around, they see something on the wall, and they go, and they start to ask those deeper questions right? as, as they get older. Yes, it's beautiful. So if you'll teach the kids the silly songs about John the Baptist or Noah's Ark or Zacchaeus, we sing Zacchaeus with our little granddaughter all the time. Oh, yeah. To see a one-year-old girl hold her little hands up and do the little hand signs and what, walking. and have like little fingers walking up her arm for that Zacchaeus was a wee right. little man and all but that stuff. But she's learning the story of Zacchaeus. That's right. At, at one, at she one. doesn't know this stuff. Right. But as she gets older, she remembers all these parts and pieces and it all, and like light bulbs go on as they start getting older. Yes. That's I, what we've noticed. And then when they're older and they're old enough to know, then you can have those deep theological discussions discussions with them about marriage and love and why the saints like John the Baptist were so important to our church and to the history of the Catholic faith. All of an important part of Catholic parenting. Again, bringing that Catholic culture in and using them at the appropriate age levels as you're, as you're talking to your kids about their faith and just, and again, we're always doing this in a teaching context and we're talking about teaching, but we really were just talking about just being a family. 
Yes. Right. I mean, we're not doing this like today's class lecture is going to be about John the Baptist eating bugs for lunch. And right. he, locusts were his favorite. And he liked to have this honey that he would. Instead, in the car while you're traveling, you you're put in the songs. Bible songs and you sing John the Baptist ate bugs for lunch as a four-year-old, a five-year-old boy thinks that's the funniest song in the world. It is. And you know what? There's there. It's, 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 I guess I, some people think it's cute when their four-year-old can sing 99 bottles of beer on the wall. But if yes. you think about it. Right. You know, it's better that they're singing something from the Bible, right? something silly, <laughs> that, but that, fun. that will l- have an impact on them later. Yes, absolutely. In a, in a positive way, so that's a, that's definitely a good thing. So, obviously, this this brings up other little questions and knickknacks of teaching the faith and how we keep our home Catholic and and how we as as parents in a very difficult society, right try to be Catholic parents and have our kids grow up and stay Catholic. We know those terrible statistics that talk about when a kid goes away to college, you know, 90% of them leave the faith uh, that one they entered. Yeah. One of your big things you've always told everybody you want to do is if our kids leave and it's possible they might, we know so many people if whose they kids want to leave, leave the church, they're going to know what they left. Right. So we have tried from an early age to teach them what it means to be Catholic, right. what it means to grow up a Catholic child. And that means taking them to daily mass when you get the opportunity, even as little kids, right. so that they can learn to be good in mass and, and learn the importance. We should also of mass. say we don't we don't teach them that it's evil or bad to be something else. No, we teach the positives and the beauty of our faith and the reasons behind these things. Right. Like you said, you, they're going to know that the Catholic Church was the first church founded by Christ. I think all of our kids at one point have worn the Catholic established 33 AD shirt, you know? That's right. It was the shirt. Absolutely. I mean, the church. Now, everything um, isn't always rosy in the no. family. And one of the questions we always get all the time is about discipline. What are we going to do about our kids? They're unruly. Or how do you keep your kids in such... Uh, 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 you know, they're always in line or they're very just quiet. (laughs) You pray all the time. (laughs) Well, but you know, you, we hear those questions and and a lot of times people want the easy answers. They want to know, well, do you spank or you not spank? Right. Right. And what I would say and what I do say to them is now I can tell you how we discipline our children, but that's not the point. Whether you spank or don't spank is not the issue to me. Right. It's consistency. Right. It's, it's getting their respect and then having them to, to realize that they or or t- for them to know that if they do this action, this is going to happen, and it always does. Right. It, this this punishment always comes with this action. So discipline only works if there's consistency. I mean, we've had the experiences where we've seen people who, well, you know, it's like mom, 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 mom. And on the twenty third time, they yeah, answer. She'll say what, and it's like, oh, you just taught your child a really neat trick. If you repeat to the point of you know making your ears bleed. Mom, 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 mom. <laughs> then, then you're going to get your answer. So the same thing happens if I just keep asking. Over and over again. Right, right. You keep asking over and over again and finally say, oh, all right. And if you do that, when you cave. <laughs> the kids know it. Right. So the, the trick is to be consistent. Yeah, my mom always said your kids will only do what you allow them to do. Now, see, that's the other thing I hear all the time. I think, well, you know, you're, my, my kids are always, they're so loud or they're so... Uh, they're so messy or they're, they're, they're making these, whatever they're doing all these different things, or I can't keep them quiet in church and, right. uh, you know, or they're, they're always acting out and, and I, I, with, without being judgmental and without being accusatorial and pointing at the person saying, you know, well, it's your fault. I, I do let them know that our mantra, if we were to have a mantra is, uh, you know, our kids will do exactly what we let them do. Right. And kids learn that really quickly. Oh yeah. They're, they're smart. Bright. 
smart kids. Yeah, you might think your kid's dumb, but oh, no, 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 no. They got they you know all exactly. figured out. And they, and they can see through everything. And, and, right. and, you know, that's the other reason why I'm always teaching and talking about, li- you know, trying to teach by example, not by words. If you tell your kids not to do something. But then you do it. They're Don't be do surprised it. when they do yeah, it. Exactly. Why they're going to just they're just hey, falling after you, Dad. You're right. doing a great job. You taught me how to cuss and swear. You know. Now I'm going to go home and talk to Mom. It's like no, don't. <laughs> so the the trick is if you don't do those things, if you try to do the best you can to live as a good Catholic person, that's the best example. Right. You can they're going to the emulate kids. that. Right. They're going to emulate that, and that's going to help with the discipline because there's going to have to be less of it. Right. Um, you know. So those are those are uh, definitely things. But what about? Other people, the other big question they're always asking about is, what about you know social media, entertainment? Do you let your kids go to movies? Yeah, what but just rating? like everything else, you're raising saints. You're in the business of raising saints. So what you do, uh, Bess, is you don't let them ever see anything Absolutely outside the not. home. You close it down and you say there's nothing out there but evil. Inside is happiness and joy, right? No. 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 We have the discussion <laughs> at home where it's very important to have the discussion with the kids before they go out on their own. Why certain shows are wrong we'll or why watch certain shows some are shows bad. with them that we know are not good shows. I, I, I'm not talking about horrible shows that are above, right. you know, where there's there's overt sexuality or whatever. But I'm talking about a, a, some of these shows. Morally where, gray shows. Exactly right. The ones where it's like, well, wait a second. Why? There's a lot of one-parent shows with, or with right. a weak father or they have that same-sex friend, uh, uh, you know. that, And it's like there's a lot of this kind of stuff going on. And so what you, you don't want to necessarily – if you tell your kid they never. can never watch that. What ends up happening? The first time they get a chance, they're going to watch it. Right. And you aren't going to be there. And you won't be there to explain why it's wrong. Yeah, so who's going to be the monitor? It's going to be their friend. It's going right. to be whoever they're hanging out, out who's with. Who's ever sneaking and watching the show with them. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. So so we try to let them see some of these things of the world, but not in a way where we just cut them loose and they start explain experiencing Explain to them why yeah. they're good or bad or what makes this better than another and, show. And that's one of the important things. But another aspect of that is making sure that you don't let your kids grow up too fast. Absolutely. We don't expose them things that are on age appropriate. Right. I mean, when they're when they're in third grade, they need to see third grade stuff. Silly though they are. Yeah, but third you know, when they're in fifth grade or sixth grade, they don't need to be watching R rated movies. High school shows. Right. No, they just it's just it's amazing to me that the families that will think, oh, my kids, you know, uh, you know, they're 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 good enough. They can figure out. They're mature. They can figure this out. And it's like no, they can't. Right. They're not problem. meant for that age. Well, Even the, books. People do that with books. There's so much more to talk about. You know, it's important to keep a prayer life, to pray the rosary with the kids, do these kind of things. It's important to uh, just to, spend, you know, to mass. get good balance in life and take them to Mass. And see, these are all important things. And the most important thing is that you love them unconditionally like God loves us. Exactly. That's the, that's the biggest thing that we can teach them. And, and if they learn anything. They know that we love them. That's right. No matter what happens. I've, we've had the conversation with each one of our kids. I don't care what you do. I will always love you. I may be mad. But I love you no but matter what. I will always love you. I'll always be here for you. And that's that's the important stuff. So when it comes to sports and it comes to entertainment, it comes, all these things, strike a balance. Figure out what's right, what works, but also make sure we're always making saints, right? Always. Raising yeah. saints. And, of course, we always have to pray for our kids. Every keep day. The, oh, man, keep them in prayer. Just keep them covered up in prayer. That's, that's what we need to do, always. Always. We love them. Let's pray. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all you've given us. We thank you especially for the children who you've entrusted to our care. Help us to be good parents. And help us to love our children in a way that reflects as closely as possible the perfect love you have for each one of us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.